Welcome to this podcast of the opening keynote of the IEEE Women in Engineering Forum USA East Conference. It was presented by Sita Huriharan, General Manager and Group Head of TCS Digital Software and Solutions Group. Sita's talk is entitled SOAR, Claiming Your Power and Getting What You Really Want. It was recorded by IEEE TV on December 1st, 2017. I'm so excited to be here and to see such a group of diverse, energetic women. When I graduated, I still remember as if it was yesterday, I was one in 15 female students in a class of 160 engineers. As women on the rise, as business leaders, as technologists, we have come a long way. We have made great strides in standing out, speaking for ourselves, being respected and recognized. I wish I could stand here and tell you with a straight face that I always wanted to be an engineer. But that wasn't the case. You know, when I was growing up, my parents and my grandparents always told us that we need to be of service to others. We need to help people that aren't as fortunate as we are in this life. So as a kid, I wanted to become a doctor. But my dream uh, of becoming a doctor came crashing down when I was in my 11th grade. Our teacher took us to the first zoology lab session. She asked us to work in pairs. And in front of us was a glass jar. And in that was a really dead frog <laughs> that was soaking in formaldehyde. You know, she asked us to open the jar. She wanted us to take the frog out. And she wanted us to examine the parts. You know, I asked my partner to do the honors. You know, that is the first time. <laughs> You know, I learned the art of delegation for the first time. <laughs> you know, as soon as she opened the jar, the smell of formaldehyde was so strong that I almost fell unconscious to the floor. And I, ne I knew I needed a plan B. <laughs> I was contemplating two options, either to become a professor or an engineer. So I discussed the options with my parents, and my mom really got excited about me becoming a professor. She said, Sita, that is an excellent idea. I want you to become a professor. You know, as soon as those words came out of my mom's mouth, <laughs> like any good teenager, I decided I needed to become an engineer. <laughs> now, I share this story with you. Because while I know that each of us may have taken a different path to get to where we are today, and I also know that each of us may take a different path moving forward, I know that we have a few things in common, don't we? The intent desire to soar as high as possible, to rise as high as our talent and hard work can take us.
with our only limits, those that we place on ourselves. As I was thinking about what I'm going to share with you today, I realized that every useful nugget that I plan to share centers around one common trait, which is self-confidence. I believe and I know that self-confidence is by far the biggest determining factor for success. The first lesson that I learned shortly after I entered the business world is the need for us to define ourselves, who we are, and what we bring to the table. You know, this is particularly important for women. It really doesn't matter how the world sees us. It is up to us to define who we are and live by that definition. Allow me to rewind the clock several years. As a kid, I grew up in the southern part of India, and I used to play with my uh, cousin brother. One day after school, my cousin Murthy came home. Uh, he's six months uh, younger to me. And as a token of affection, I cupped my palm like this and patted on his back. You know, it made a lot of noise, but I knew it didn't really hurt him. My mom, who was inside, saw this. She heard the noise, and she said, Sita, come inside now. You know, when you hear that tone in your mom's voice, even today, <laughs> we all know that we are in trouble, aren't we? So I went in, and my mom said, do you realize what you have done? What would happen if he returned that favor? He's nearly feet and a half taller than you are, and he's about twice as strong as you are. You know what? Honestly, I had no idea. I thought he and I were almost the same height. He's about seven feet tall. Yeah, tall for an Indian. And, and I still believe that he and I are almost the same height. You know, not seeing me as my measured height has followed me throughout my life. But you know what I learned is, even though I might see myself as this seven feet tall tower of power, not everyone does, at least initially when they see me. That's because they limit their understanding of me by what they see externally of me, and they may even apply some ill-fitting stereotypes. You know, whether it is our height, whether it is our race, whether it is our accent, it really doesn't matter, right? I mean, there are some stereotypes out there, and when I say that, I'm sure you would agree with me. But if you don't see them for what it is and correct, correct them and prevent them, it can limit us from reaching our ultimate potential. Here is a technique that has worked for me. You know, when I meet with a customer, when I meet with a prospect, a peer, or someone in my management chain for the first time, I ask them, would you like to know a little bit about myself? Do you want to hear something about me? I mean, there isn't a single soul that I've come across so far that says, no, I don't want to hear anything about you. <laughs> so I, I do take that opportunity, the first 30 seconds to a minute, to introduce myself. And here is how it goes for me. My name is Sita Hariharan. I worked for 13 years in IBM in various leadership roles across various divisions of IBM, from chip manufacturing to hardware to software to sales 
yes, I did move from the bright side of the house to the dark side of the house <laughs> when I was in IBM. And uh, for the last five years, I have been with uh, TCS, and uh, I have responsibility to take the company in a completely different direction. I'm building a new unit focused on software and solutions, addressing digital transformation in the IT marketplace. And uh, when I'm not working, I love to watch and play golf, and I'm pretty miserable at playing golf, <laughs> but I still try it. You know, when I define that way, it allows us to make sure that we don't let others define us. I want you to try a simple exercise with me, so please indulge me here. Now look straight ahead at me, please. And without turning your head, can you please shout out the color of the person's eyes that is sitting to the left of you? <laughs> It's, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? <laughs> you know, even though the person is just sitting a few inches away from us, it's difficult for us to know the person's color of the person's eyes because they are in our blind spot. You know, I have surrounded always myself with coaches, mentors, and advisors that have not only helped me to build on my own strengths, but they've also helped me to understand my weaknesses, point out to me my blind spots, and they've also helped me to overcome them. You know, this happened to me when I was on to my second job. I was working for a telecommunications company, and uh, I was a systems architect. And I, my aspiration those days was to become an engineering manager. Those days I had this very bad habit, but I, I, those days I thought that was a very good habit, by the way. When I walked into any kind of meeting room, I made sure that I had responses to any question that anyone could ask. Not just that, before anyone could ask the question, I'd make sure everyone in the new room knew that I had responses to the questions. <laughs> you remember some of those people you may have come across in universities where before the teacher finishes the question, they raise their hands, irritating ones? Yeah, I was one of those people. <laughs> so after one such meeting, I came out of the room. My manager, Gary, pulled me aside. And he asked me, so Sita, how did the meeting go? And I said, Gary, I think the meeting went ex exceptionally well. Don't you think so? Because I had responses to every single question that people could ever think of. And uh, you know, Gary had this perplexed look on his face, and I couldn't understand why. He paused for a bit, and then he said, Sita, I know that you want to become a manager. When you become a manager, it isn't important for you to have responses to all the questions. You need to encourage your team to think and come, come to the responses, come back to you with the responses. It creates a sense of ownership. It creates a sense of responsibility with your team. You know, imagine, I sometimes think about it, if only Gary hadn't pointed that blind spot to me. I mean, I would still be this irritating, walking Wikipedia. <laughs> you know, I mean, I still have 
my circle of coaches, mentors, and advisors that continue to help me uh, see through my weaknesses and identify my blind spots. I'm still a work in progress, aren't we all? You know, when people come to me and ask me for career advice, I always respond first with a question, what brings you ultimate joy? You know, it seems like a very simple question, isn't it? But what I've learned is it does require careful thought and careful contemplation. I wish one of these days you meet my friend Nancy, who works at a bakery store, bakery section of the Whole Foods in Raleigh. Now, Nancy loves what she does. She loves baking cakes for others that you can taste it in every slice of her cake. And whenever I want to thank someone, I go to Nancy and say, Nancy, can you bake a cake for me? And it so happened a couple of months ago that I wanted to thank a few people that have helped me to find my new home. So I went to Nancy and said, Nancy, can you bake a cake for me? And she said, I'm going to bake a carrot cake for you. I said, carrot cake, are you sure people will like it? So Nancy said, uh, Sita, trust me, they will. And they did. And you know, uh, it doesn't really matter whether you love uh, baking cakes or you're working on solving the most complex engineering and technological problem. Love what you do and do what you love. And when you do that, I know that certain things happen automatically. Your self-confidence increases. And, uh, and you can see that. And that drives your decisions. You're willing to take risks because you know that there are rewards on the other side of the door. You're willing to put the energy to learn everything about this thing that you love. And you're willing to surround yourself with people that can bring out the best in you. I know there will be days that will be long, that will be tiring, that will be disappointing, and that will be frustrating. But I know why I do what I do. I do that because it allows me to build technologies that can help to make the lives of others better. For me, not having to smell that formaldehyde one more time <laughs> is an added bonus. If self-confidence is the rocket fuel that soars you to extraordinary heights, loving what you do is the spark that ignites that fuel.